was in the third grade. I thought that I would have the best podcast in America. Welcome back to the Electric Factory Podcast. I'm your host, Matt Jones. We got a great show for you today. Uh, NFL Draft wrapped up today. I'll be covering that. Um, some of my steals and surprises. I'll be expressing that. Also, big news today. Uh, the world believes that Kim Jong-un is dead. And I'm going to break down a big conspiracy theory of mine on if he's dead or not. Uh, other than that, yeah, it should be a good show. have a special guest on today. So other than that, getting back to usual. So I hope you guys enjoy it. All right, we are jumping right in to this Kim Jong-un conspiracy. Uh, I've, I've been like refresh, refreshing Twitter a lot today just to find out like if anyone has any you know leaks. Uh, but I mean, first thing you see is that Kim Jong-un has reportedly died after a botched heart surgery, according to outlets in China and Japan. Uh, there's been no official confirmation from North Korea. But like when people are saying that like he's like a in a vegetation stage that like he can't do anything, uh, you got to believe that he's most likely dead. But of course, this is North Korea we're talking about, so they're not gonna you know leak any news or anything. You know, honestly, I I, I think that with you know Call of Duty coming out and the whole Gulag, you know, if you win the Gulag, you come back to life. I think uh, North Korea is you know leaving that door open that potentially he could be in the Gulag right now having a one v one. Uh, you never know. I mean, what I personally think, I personally think that he's alive. I think he's alive and doing well. And I think he's coming up with some big plan or something that, uh, he wants to distract the media. And then he's just going to, you know, he's going to, he thinks he's like Jesus. He thinks he's going to, you know, resurrect. Like that's what he's trying to make it sound like. Is it Kim Jong-un resurrected, came back to life and nuke the entire world. Like that's what, that's personally, I think that's what he's maybe doing. Who knows what he's doing? It's Kim Jong-un. He's the most, he's the weirdest man alive. Uh, who do I think would come in as the next Supreme Leader? I think that either his sister, I think he has kids, or one of his kids. I don't know. But I remember back in Mr. Levine and Lockhead's class, we did like a North Korea unit. And that was wacky, but I liked it. It was very cool. And I learned a lot about North Korea and Kim Jong, well, just like what it's like to be a leader and stuff. So it's very, very interesting what's going on in North Korea right now. But I've seen a lot of funny memes about it, like the memes of the black people dancing with the uh, casket. That's one of my favorite. And like all the memes about people being able to use the internet now. So, uh, yeah, I don't know. I've, I want to find out if King Kim Jong-un is dead or not because – this is going to be like a huge, another huge event in 2020. Like, can you imagine what like our kids' history books are going to look like in the next 20 years? Like the year 2020 is going to be like its own book. Like right now we could potentially have Juice World and Kobe Bryant versus Kim Jong-un and who else, who else died? I don't know. Oh, Pop Smoke. We got Pop Smoke and Kim Jong-un versus Kobe Bryant and Juice World. Uh, who am I taking here in this matchup? I think I'm going with Kim Jong-un and Pop Smoke. Uh, Pop Smoke, very scary guy. I think he's, he's he's he can trash talk good. He's scary. He plays lockdown defense. I know that. And Kim Jong-un, if you haven't seen the movie, um, 
forgetting the title, the interview. If you haven't seen the interview, Kim Jong-un, big basketball guy. Uh, I personally think that he got private lessons from Dennis Rodman while Rodman was over there in the DMZ. Uh, so who knows? I mean, I think Kim Jong-un is a stud basketball player. Uh, I'm pretty sure he's pretty short. He's pretty fat too. So uh, who knows? Athleticism might be a lack of his, but I know that he's getting some private lessons. I mean, Kobe Bryant, Kobe Bryant's a little overrated in my opinion, but he is the closest thing to Michael Jordan, not LeBron James. Shout out all the Bronze sexuals out there listening. Yeah, I just said Kobe Bryant is better than LeBron James. Fight me about it. You won't say it to my face. Um, and then Juice World, you know, Juice World's probably like still overdosed or something up there, so he wouldn't be able to function. And that's where Pop Smoke just steals the ball from him and, you know, does slasher dunks in like 2K, something like that. I don't know. That's my take on Kim Jong-un. So something very funny happened in the draft today. So you guys probably weren't watching because it was, you know, it was during the sixth round of the draft. Anyways, uh, Roger Goodell, commissioner of the NFL, announced that he will be holding an auction or the NFL will be holding an auction to see the highest bidder gets to watch football with Roger Goodell in his basement, in his man cave, in his own chair. And the top bidder wins and take a guess who the top better is mr dave portnoy ceo of the internet owner of barstool sports founder of barstool sports my bad um why why is this significant because dave portnoy is the man who was arrested outside the nfl headquarters when he and three other stoolies were protesting tom brady's suspension and the deflate gate all that stuff. He was arrested uh, all over the news, everywhere. There's videos. Go look it up. It's awesome. It's awesome. Dave Portnoy has been banned from going to Super Bowls. Uh, he snuck, I think he snuck in to the last Super Bowl or the last Patriots Super Bowl they were in. Got kicked out mid game. Uh, huge scene. He also tried, he, he went disguised into the Super Bowl questionnaire uh, thing they had. He asked Tom Brady a couple questions. Uh, everyone knew it was Portnoy. Uh, eventually, then he did get kicked out. Awesome. Uh, Dave Portnoy has also, he was the one that started the movement. It was, I, I want to say it was that year after the deflate gate or the next year. He bought however many rally towels and t-shirts of Roger Goodell with a clown the clown face, Roger Goodell clown face shirts and towels. And that was, they had those waving. Everyone had them at Gillette Stadium when I believe it was right after the Patriots won the Super Bowl. That's why it was such a big deal. Um, it was on Sunday night football, first game of the season, and everyone in the stadium had the t-shirts and flags. It was awesome. It was iconic. Roger Goodell was at that game. Uh Huge success for Barstool Sports. They made a ton of money off that. What else has he done? Um, I, I just—he's done so much. He's gotten banned from basically everything with Roger Goodell. Uh, so this is hilarious because if Dave Portnoy wins this auction, and he put up—he—he he tweeted a picture that he instantly bid fifty thousand dollars, fifty thousand dollars. Someone else. And then he said this this goes on for 14 days. So and he even said that he he's not a he's not afraid to drop 
six to seven figures. So, I mean, he's just playing with free money, basically unlimited money is what Dave Portnoy, mastermind. Um, this would be a huge success for Barstool Sports if they can win this auction and get Dave Portnoy inside of Roger Goodell's house. That would be awesome. That's what the internet needs. And just it'd be ultimately amazing. And that's why I love Dave Portnoy because he's a savage like that. Like who else would just spend that much money just to go sit in Roger Goodell's? I mean, everyone hates Roger Goodell. So why would you want to pay $50,000 to go hang out with him? Well, Dave Portnoy does because Dave Portnoy is Dave Portnoy. He's a troll. He's a mastermind. He's a genius. He's everything. Um, it's amazing. That was literally the funniest thing I've seen all day. And it was awesome. So if you guys didn't know, Travis Scott held a virtual concert on Fortnite this week. Very, very cool. I'm not being biased here because Travis Scott's my favorite you know, performer, artist, whatever you want to call him. But it was literally the coolest thing I've ever seen. Like, if you play Fortnite, you know that like Marshmallow had a concert. Uh, I think it was last year. It was pretty cool. I'm not a huge Marshmallow fan, but like it was a pretty cool concert. Anyways, I was like, you know, this Travis Scott concert could be the same. You know, who knows what it's gonna be? This thing literally blew my mind. Like he was came out, got projected. I don't know, it's like in Star Wars where they're like on the cell phone and they project like Darth Vader, or, like Luke Skywalker or something on like the screen. It was literally like that. Like he was just running around. You're like flying through there, jumping everywhere, crazy stuff. I don't even know what to say. Super cool. Like I was like the coolest thing I've ever seen. Uh, he started out with sicko mode. Then he went from sicko mode to uh, goosebumps. Goosebumps was sick. That was a sick, tran clean transition. Uh, then I went to highest in the room where you're underwater. That was really, really cool and trippy. And then I went to his new song, The Scots. And I felt like I was like tripping on acid or something watching the Scots. No, that was the Goosebumps one. The Goosebumps, I thought I was like tripping on acid because it was like, I've never done acid before, but like that's like what I'm imagining it's like to trip on acid. But uh, it was sick. Like I did the first concert, the premiere with uh, Nate. We were like freaking out the whole time. It was so sick. Like everything just kept happening. We were like, whoa, like how does that, like how is this even possible? Some of the stuff, graphics, super cool. Really cool. Watched it the second time with Zach and Liam. I mean, it was just as good. Uh, I got to notice like a few more key details uh, that I didn't catch in the first concert. But I mean, it was overall, it's just awesome. I think it's, I want to know how much they paid Travis Scott to do that because that was unreal. That was sick. Uh, I was hoping it'd go a little longer. It was kind of short. It was like 15, 15 minutes, but I mean, it was worth it. But I mean, if it would have gone on for longer, that would have been like the coolest thing ever. But it broke records. It had like 12 million like, viewers or people on the game at one time so like that was super sick and like just to be a part of it was pretty cool so yeah if you guys you know watch that concert you know what i'm talking about but if you didn't you're missing out go watch it on youtube it was pretty sick some big news for uh gonzaga hoop fans Corey kisper joel ayayi and philip petrusev all declared for the nba draft this week kisper I'm pretty sure he's testing the waters. Yeah, he sounds like he's definitely testing the waters and will come back. And then I didn't see Petrusev's official release, but I'm pretty sure he might be gambling, taking his name in there. Don't know yet. I still haven't seen his release, but I thought I heard something that said he declared. What does this mean? I think that Kispert and Ayai will definitely be back. I think the only way Kispert leaves is if he really sees his name 
down there in the early second round. I don't think Kispert will have a very successful career in the NBA as much as I love Corey Kispert. I think he has a lot of potential. He'd be a great role player in the NBA. He can shoot the ball. He can drive. He's good at he can, he can play lockdown defense. I think he'd be a great role player. Um, I still think he's you know the ultimate glue guy for Gonzaga. Four years at Gonzaga would be amazing for him. Uh, he can get a degree. Love to see Corey Kispert back one year, especially with the tricky trio coming in next year. And the case for Ayayi, I I mean, he said that he's his number one option is coming back to Gonzaga. I think Ayayi might have a career in the NBA potentially. He reminds me kind of of that Frank Nicotilla. I don't even know how you say his name. Anyways, uh, Ayayi, good ball handler. He can shoot the rock. He you know struggled towards the mid to end of the season last season, but he can definitely shoot it. Uh, I think when he plays with the confidence, the chip on his shoulder, that's when he really you know comes up big time. We saw that in the UW game. Uh, that was a huge game for him. That's when I was like, "This dude, this dude is a starter. He should start for us." Even early on in some of the in the invitational games, you know, yeah, he's a huge player. I think if he comes back next year, uh, that'll boost Gonzaga's chances of winning even more. Just to have that, uh, you know, veteran guard there. I mean, he could definitely possibly. I mean, he can play overseas for sure. He he'd have a great uh, career overseas, but he definitely. Definitely has a chance to play in the NBA. Uh, I definitely think next year will be his chance to go. I mean, he could even this year go second round, something like that. And then the case for Petrusev, uh, he definitely should come back to Gonzaga for one more year because I do not think he's fully developed. He still struggles a lot. He can't finish. Literally, he cannot finish through contact. He can't dunk the ball. I've only seen him dunk the ball like three times. And this dude's huge. Can't dunk the ball. Uh, I think he needs to work on his jumper. If he could shoot the ball more, he'd be great. He's too scared to shoot. All he does is post moves. Uh, so, I mean, I think he should stay another year. It's up to – I don't know what he's going to do per- personally. I don't know. But, honestly, I think he, he'll he'll come back another year, even though I there's no chance he would survive the NBA next year. So that's my take on Petrusive. But other than that, Zags are looking good. Uh, Jalen Suggs, the other day, officially, uh, what I don't even know what what he did, but he was officially signed as a Zag. So Gonzaga, definitely next year, should be coming in as number one. They're going to be good. They're going to be really good. And I'm really excited to watch them play. So uh, hopefully it should be great. Uh, go Zags. <laughs> Alrighty, the NFL draft is over, all wrapped up. A lot of notable undrafted players that I was very, very surprised about. Uh, number one coming on my list was Anthony Gordon. I was shocked that Anthony Gordon was not taken in the draft. One, I was very shocked that he wasn't taken by the New England Patriots. I'm not just saying this because I'm a Patriots fan. I'm saying this because the Patriots need a quarterback. Even the Bears could have used a quarterback. They passed up on him. Uh, I think when the Patriots were in the sixth round, they had three picks in one round. And then the seventh round, uh, they picked the center. They picked a center from somewhere. And I'm like, pick Gordo. Like, you need a quarterback. You know, you can develop him. Uh, You could use him like Garoppolo, trade him away. Uh, I don't know. Also, uh, Steven Montez from Colorado went undrafted. Shea Patterson from Michigan, uh, Kelly Bryant from Missouri, Khalil Tate, Khalil Tate next to Lamar Jackson, wherever he ends up. 
Best of luck to him. I love him. Tyler Huntley went undrafted. Uh, I mean, those are some notable quarterbacks. Salvin Ahmad from UW went undrafted. That was a shock. He uh, he did pretty well in college. Who else? Who else went undrafted? Oh, wide receiver from Georgia, Lawrence Cager. I thought Cager would have got drafted somewhere. Ended up not getting drafted. Same with Aaron Fuller from UW. He had a good season last year for them. So there's there's a couple surprising. Uh, undraftees in the wide receiver and then tight ends. These two, the top two that I thought would have definitely been drafted somewhere. I mean, I thought Thaddeus Moss would have been second, third round. Uh, he went undrafted. He signed with the Washington Redskins. Good for them. Good pickup. I definitely thought Moss would have gone to New England. New England showed lots of interest in him or somewhere else. Even Hunter Bryant, the tight end out of Washington. Uh, on my list, I definitely had Moss over Bryant, but, uh, Brian actually, where did he end up? He ended up with the Lions. So, I mean, good for him. He got picked there. That's what the Lions needed, a good tight end. They got one. Hunter Bryant's good. And then my place kicker, who I thought would have been definitely drafted, Rodrigo Blankenship, uh, absolute stud kicker for Georgia. Has the most drip to him. Uh, he ended up signing with the Colts, but I was very shocked that, uh, who is it? The Patriots drafted that dude that's like a white supremacist or whatever, if you guys didn't see that story. Patriots new kicker has like a three percenter militia tattoo on his arm. And it's like a white supremacist group. that's like super gun, whatever. I don't even know. But, uh, he said he got the tattoo when he was younger and he thought it was like some cool military thing, but he's like, Oh, I made a mistake. So I find that totally BS, but I mean, it's whatever, but Oh, there's some, there's some sleepers cornerback from Auburn, uh, J- uh Javaris Davis. He signed with Kansas City Chiefs. The Chiefs got a steal there. Also, Lamar Jackson. Yes, Lamar Jackson from Nebraska. He was around. He was on showing up best available in like the fifth round. No one picked him. Lamar Jackson, he's going to be a steal for them. Also, safety, J.R. Reed from Georgia. He signed up. He didn't sign up. He got signed by the Jaguars. Uh, he was also shown on draft boards as early as the fifth and sixth round. Best available. Got slept on. My dog is barking. You can probably hear. Uh, I love the pick. Arizona Cardinals, they took Evan Weaver. He's a Spokane kid, a hard worker. He left. He led the FBS in tackles last season. Very big playmaker out of Cal. I think he's going to do great in the NFC West. I'm looking forward to watching him play. Uh, edge rusher Nick Coe from Auburn. That dude was an absolute animal last year. I am very surprised he did not get picked. He must've had some off the field issues because I definitely thought that he would have been picked. Same with, uh, Brandon Faco from LSU. He had a very good senior season last year for LSU and he went undrafted too. That was a very big surprise. Um, he even had like the whole, uh, zoom like with, the draft and stuff set up. So like he was expecting to get picked, didn't get picked. That was crazy. And then one of the offensive linemen, interior offensive linemen that I thought would have got picked was uh, Daryl Williams from Mississippi state. He got signed by the chiefs as well. Very big pickup there. He had a monster season for Mississippi. Uh, I cannot say words right now, Mississippi state. So yeah, those were some, uh, the notable undrafted players that were out there. Uh, I love the Anthony Gordon signed with the Seahawks. That's going to be great. I can't talk right now. What am I doing? Anyways, uh, draft is over. I thought it was very exciting, fun draft to watch, a lot of entertainment. And 
yeah, hopefully the NFL season will be great this year. It just seems like the NFL keeps getting better and better with all the rookies and stuff. So it'll be really uh, interesting how the season plays out. I really apologize. I said there was going to be a special guest on the show today, but my computer is dying and I'm going to eat dinner soon. So like I kind of got to go, but uh, I'll have one out. Well, tomorrow I'm going to do, well, I'll have a little, I think me and my dad are going to do something on the podcast tomorrow. And then uh, on Monday, me and Chance are going to break down the MJ episode three and four. So that'll be real fun. So yeah, I'll definitely have uh, something out on Monday. Can't promise tomorrow, but I think me and my dad are going to do like what me and Thomas did. A little question answer. He said he wanted to do that. So I think we're going to do that. But uh, anyways, hope you guys enjoyed this episode. Thank you for listening. Hope your guys' uh, week has been going well. You guys, if you watched the draft, you had fun doing that. Uh, hopefully, Governor Inslee lets us, you know, opens golf courses, fishing, you know, some outdoor stuff so we can go, you know, keep busy, do something like that. But other than that, thank you for listening. Hope you guys have a great night. And, you know, here's some some new leak. Travis Scott, the Scots for you. Let's go. We see the hype outside. Right from the house. Uh. Took it straight from outside. Straight to the couch. We put the mic outside. Edit shit out.